Warning, this podcast contains vulgar language, suggestive themes, awkward moments, fan service, and kawaii cuddly things that are oh so cute. Kawaii! You just want to hug them and squeeze them. Your discretion is advised. Honey, flash! And hello and welcome to the Spirikin Society, the society for providing information and reviews about manga. I'm your host, Zan. And your co-host, Mason. So how are you doing today, Mason? Not too bad, just a little brought down. Yeah, because of the rain. You should play me a sound. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I, I thought some manga review, not a music group, but we can change the format. <laughs> Uh, yeah, instantly. Bing! Yeah, yes, instantly. And for those of you who don't remember, we're here to discuss and review manga. We, we actually made a second episode. <laughs> Could you believe it? I can't believe it. Yeah, we actually have listeners. You mean they actually think we're responsible? Apparently so. We had, was it like 60 listeners who wrote back to us? Shit, I mean, oh good. <laughs> we can curse a little bit. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay, well anyway, as usual, like I said, we're going to review manga today. Yep, we always review two. Before we review our manga, we want to actually go over some of the different types of manga that you can read. Right. 
One of the most common and the one that I know and love best is shoujo. And of course, you heard us last week mention shonen. We're going to use these terms a lot, so we thought it'd be easier for you guys, the listeners, to understand it if we told you about them a little bit. We're not going too in depth in it because we'd be here for probably forty minutes. Uh, yeah, quite a while. Extra plus the episode. So anyway, let's get right into it. Now, first off, we're going to start with a very interesting one. And for you kids who are under the age of eighteen, you should cover your ears now. Wait, they're wearing earphones, aren't they? Okay, anyway, just don't tell your parents or else we're going to be in deep trouble. Well, first off, we're going to start with ecchi. Now, according to most dictionaries, ecchi is types of anime or manga that have vague sexual content, such as skimpy clothing, partial or full nudity, and does not show sexual intercourse. Now, from what I understand, ecchi relates to the term in English, best, dirty or naughty. That's the closest correlation. Oh, you mean the old nudge, nudge, wink, wink, saying them all, saying them all? Um, I guess it developed from the whole pinup girl thing from World War II. That's where Etchy came out of. That's why that drawing sale started. Oh, okay. So it's like Skinamax. I mean Cinemax. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. We shouldn't. We should not be promoting them because if they hear us, we're gonna be in deep trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah. So um, they usually have lots of fan service. Please don't sue us. We have no money. <laughs> no, we don't. But yeah, lots of fan service. Like, Ava's a good example of, of etchy. Is it really? That's considered etchy? Think about it. The plug suits. Oh, yeah. And also Misato running around just in underwears and really tight tops. I've seen worse, though. No, I mean, we could get into worse, but we're just using it as an example. Yeah, well, I mean, it is a definition of any kind is going to be broad to encompass a lot of different things. So it can vary anywhere from something like Ava to uh, something like I'm going to be reviewing today. <laughs> and to even worse, or better depending on your view. Yeah, well, we'll get into the more interesting stuff at the end of this little section. But, um, all right, so after Etchy, let's go on to something a little bit more lighthearted. A little bit. Not much, <laughs> though. Josie. Not Josie and the Pussycats, by the way. Spelled completely different. In Romanji, it's J-O-S-E-I. But that's neither here nor there. Josie is the type of manga created for women who are over the age of 16, but under the age of 30. Yeah, it's a little bit more realistic than shoujo. Yeah, no sparkly eyes. Right, not so much the magical girl thing going on here. Um, more realistic, still a little bit of the sparkly eyes thing, but the romances are more down to earth. A good example is Tramps Like Us. It's pretty much like those trashy novels that uh, you see in the romance section of most bookstores. <laughs> it's like taking a walk through New York City. Um, casual references to sexual relationships possibly can go into the homosexual arena, but not necessarily. But here's the thing, if it's a homosexual relationship in Josie, unlike with Yaoi, which we'll get to in a bit. Which is more graphic. Yeah, it's more like reading a great romantic story of two men who are in love with each other. Like Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Like bodice rippers, except they're butt rippers. (laughs) Uh, We should get... Okay, I'm getting... Okay, shut up, Mason. Okay, I'm getting scared of this. Let's move back into the Josie talk. So an example of Josie is... He has a very fragile mind. No, I don't. I'm secure in my sexuality. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Sure you are. Okay, anyway. Anyway, this is a topic for another day. But, I'm um, not here to insult Zan, no. <laughs> anyway, Mason, what is it? The perfect example is Honey and Clovers. Never read it before. We might be reviewing it eventually. Not now, though. Would it be in the wheel? It's not in... Oh, the wheel. We, surprise. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Next, we have Sentai Manga. Sentai Manga is simple. It's military manga, which has to do with a group or platoon who are trying to kill the opposition. Oh, like Gundam. Gundam Gun- Wing? Well... Sort of? Sort of like MS Gundam. It's like when you have a group of people who are going against... It's like a 
the army ones. Like, they're for those military otaku, the guys who collect guns and weaponry and, oh, like JT. How about Battle Royale? Battle Royale, is that? No, no. Battle Royale is... totally is, different. That's Senin. That's... Okay. That's Senin or in horror. But that's a different classification. Well, I was just wondering because of all the, the gun shooting and stuff. There's nothing... Yeah, they have weapons. Yeah, but it's not... They're not in groups. They're killing... Well, we'll get into Battle Royale. It's another day. It is a group itself. Never mind. It's not a group. It's people... Well, anyway. <laughs> now we have the most popular in America, Shonen. Like Shonen Jump. Or... This is for young teenage boys. But over here, it's for almost everybody. Um, oh, just about. Yeah, a lot of action, fighting, a lot of sports stuff, a lot of historical drama. I mean, you, you pretty much got it covered. Or um, profession-related show, right? Um, no, 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 no. Never mind. No. Wrong definition. Sorry. Yeah, you're thinking about... But <laughs> anyway. I'm thinking about our next definition. Yeah, you're thinking about the next... Well, two definitions. Definitions, but anyway. Just finish. Well, after sh- well after Shonen, we have shoujo. Shoujo. I love shoujo, even though I'm 27. <laughs> I know it's really weird. I'm admitting that on air. I'm 27. I love shoujo. I heart it. I heart it. I love it. I love it. I love it's it. So cute. I love all the Magical Girl series. And by the way, Magical Girl is like a subcategory of shoujo. Oh, we, we like, gotta do the we'll do the subcategories well, later. Well, that's I know, but that's the biggest one, really. Mm. Like Sailor moon magic night rare but you also have the bishis you have loli con you have the whole moe con thing which is the moe which is a completely that's the new thing right i mean i remember well last well, week i remember we said shoujo is basically for young girls ages like 10 to 17 is yeah. that right yeah but now anyone over here reads it pretty much hot gimmick is an example something we argued about last week last week i reviewed boys over flowers that's another one we have oh what's another good one? well card capture shakura is a good example of a magical girl but it's bordering on senate that one i'm thinking is tokyo babylon one no to- no tokyo most of utana utana revolutionary girl utana actually that's going towards senate actually is it really most clamp except for card captor sakura and even that's borderline is senate oh crap <laughs> yes well now to the infamous senate which we brought up in all the other sections senate is manga for adult males between the ages of 18 and 30 30 a lot of it's more realistic a lot of crime dramas, a lot of... The art style's more it's, different. Well, well, right, and it's also geared... It's profession-related. Yeah, it's also geared towards businessmen. Like, a lot of 40-year-olds you'll see if you go to Japan. Businessmen and university students. Yeah, you see them riding on the train. You see them reading these. There's, like, stuff like Eagle, which is about politics. Or you have something like um, Chobits, which, well borderline it's etchy so you know. so the background instead of being fantastical is more realistic well, basically not really i mean one of the most popular setting that actually is out is oh my goddess and i could not that's yes a- but that's still in a realistic setting even though the goddesses come from heaven it's still chibi erd <laughs> well i get it but i'm just arguing my point here is okay, that okay i mean the goddesses are fantastical but the setting is not i think that's probably what characterizes it because we're talking about more or less life in the real world learning how to deal with life in the real world yeah a lot of them are that's the one big thing they aren't college that's the they are colleges they're not high school students rather yes that's also something i've noticed thank you for pointing that out yeah like three by three eyes he's not a high school student but he's that age or um keichi is a university student yep Mm. okay yeah all right so i think that covers it no we got h is for oh yes oh yes it's good enough 
enough for me. Oh, hentai. Okay, hentai is easy and simple to explain, and I'm just going to go straight with the dictionary definition of it. Hentai, explicit or pornographic manga. Hentai mangas allow elements of sexual fantasy to be represented in ways that would be impossible in film. This may include portrayals of sexual acts that are physically impossible, unacceptable in society, or run counter to social norms. Examples include extreme bondage, creatures with tentacles, and other fetishes. We won't really go too deep into this because we want to stay on iTunes and we'll get kicked off. If you want to hear more about it, go to the Happy House of Hentai and Hello Kitty, which is a very sick mix. I don't know why. Hentai and Hello Kitty is... Wow. Yeah. But we can say this. There are actually two... There are two different classifications for hentai. This we'll get into a little bit. There's heterosexual or, you know, boy-girl. Then you have the other end, which... That breaks down to two points. Yaoi and Yuri. Yuri is girl, girl. Yaoi is boy, boy. Enough said. Um, let's see. La Blue Girl be a good example of hentai, right? Yes. Because they're sex ninjas. <laughs> I think we should just, like I said, I don't want us to get kicked off. I don't think we should get kicked off of iTunes this soon. Uh, Only episode two, so. You're too wimpy. I think it's Like okay I said, if about. you want to hear about, in greater detail, the Happy House of Hentai and, uh. S-E-X-Exclamation point <laughs> uh, <laughs> i did a little dance for those of you who can't see us <laughs> they can see it right there okay no wait, no i'm now i'm getting all paranoid big brother's watching you he's everywhere <laughs> all right so okay. we've done our definitions yeah we should get into the reviews now but first for those of you who don't remember we rate our manga we're doing two manga and we rate them on a scale of one to five one being have a priest purify it and then we burn it and five, which is the highest, which is a perfect, which we give very rarely, is a really, really fucking cool manga you have to buy. If you don't buy this right now, your blood will dry out, your brain will freeze, and your soul will be forfeit to, to the, the great, great Zomagustar! Rawr! Exactly. <laughs> so, alright. So, I'll start this week, I think. Yep, Okay. Your turn. We'll alternate each week, and that way it'll be a little easier. Yeah, we're all for equality here, folks. Quantity, not quality? Or qu- no, <laughs> no, no. E- equality <laughs> in America... Man and woman are equal. Yes, yes, yes. In America, man and woman are equal. Unlike in, in the Russia. <laughs> oh, we're going to get the Russians to hate us now. <laughs> we're going to get a Scud missile coming. Uh, in America. Well, I'm trying to remember a song. Like I, do, I want to be in America. <laughs> in America. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. I'm not. I am. Okay, well now, first now, the series I'm doing is Azumanga Dio. Pretty interesting series. The cool thing about Azumanga Dai, before I get into the author or anything else, is that it looks like it's a show, shoujo because it's about a bunch of girls. But it's actually a shonen. It's for young boys. And so we actually had a discussion about this briefly before we started. Zan was saying he didn't really understand it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't understand why it's, like I said, it's about girls. I mean, I understand that, you know, it's it's really interesting. It really is. But, but um, see, my point was is that I think it can be shonen because who else but young boys would want to peek into the lives of girls. Boys at this age don't understand girls. They don't understand women. So, wouldn't it be funny to read something like Azamanga Dayo? That's my point. That's what. That's why it can be classified as shonen. Alright, I'll bite. Okay, now back to the information about the, the manga. Alright, manga Azumanga Dayo was created by Azuma Kiyohiko, or Kiyohiko Azuma. I'm actually, for this episode, I'm actually going with the traditional way of reading a Japanese name with the family name first, then the surname. You second. see, you know what? That's really funny because I did the 
the exact opposite when I wrote on my paper. I was like, yeah, I'll do it the English Americanized <laughs> way. Ah, well, well, we'll alternate each week. We'll see what happens. But okay, because also the reason why is because his last name, which I used first, Azuma, is actually used for the title Azumanga. Ah. He combined his name and then Dio, meaning great king. So great king Azuma. A little pretentious. A little, little. What does that have to do with the I don't, series at all? <laughs> it's just him. It's just him pimping him. Well, actually, Dio is from the original manga that, that it was released in. Because you know how they released the whole books like Shonen Jump? Yeah. It was from Daigyo Dio. So it's like a little play on it. So it's like his manga in the Okay, manga. I guess that's not as bad. Okay, well, anyway, he wrote it and he drew it. Now, it originally ran from February 1992 to September 2002. It made into an anime series, and it's being currently released by ADV Manga. Really? Yeah, ADV Manga. Zan, I didn't know that you, you were into such a lucrative business. Uh, that, Why do you drive such a shitty car? Uh, if you make- that, just a coincidence those are my initials. Oh, oh, crap, no, no. Uh, don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Oh, great. Now I'm going to have some guy knocking on my door. Hey, does ADV live here? And I'm going to be like, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> well, it may be, or maybe they'll just target everybody in shitty cars. Okay, that's not that bad because... You, but think about it. Your car stalls on a hill. You'd be like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's only when I don't have... Well, cars, that's another show altogether. Mm-hmm. That's the initial D episode. We'll go over cars oh, and why my car no. stalls. It'll be on the wheel eventually. Oh, <laughs> we just you, said, can, you can No, I'll... Well, we'll, we'll get the initial <laughs> later. Okay, well, anyway, there's ADV manga, released four volumes of it. And actually, I got the Omnibus for $13, which is the entire, all four combined. It looks very spiffy. Yes, it's a whole series, so as opposed to me buying lots and lots of manga and spending, was it $10 a pop, so I'm spending $40, Usually. I spent 30 for an entire series. So I'm happy. It saved me money. And it's a good bookshop. It's big and bulky, and you could smash someone in the head with it. Yeah, I prefer the cheap mega volumes, too. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Um, so as I said, this is a shonen. It'd be classified as a comedy manga. Okay, comedy. That I'll buy. It's Yeah, no romance in it. There's only, like, two male characters in both. They're just kind of side references. They're there for a second, then they're gone. Hmm. Well, reoccurring male. Anyway, there are other males, but anyway. Now, what is Azumanga Dio about? That's what everyone's wondering at this point, because I've been rambling for who knows how long. Yeah, I want to know. Okay. <laughs> Azumanga Dio is about six high school girls and the trials and tribulations they go through. Now, the cool thing about the manga is actually it's done in Yonkami style. Okay, which means what? Yonkami style means that it's every single story is just four panels. Oh, okay. It's, it's almost like a, the comics you read in the newspaper, but it's vertical. So each one is a little gag. Oh my I mean, goodness. I mean, they do follow each other. There is a sequential order. Like, I'll say, okay, this happened here, this happened there. So it is kind of, it's kind of like Kathy. A little like Kathy, but it's more like... As far as the plot goes, I mean, the way they do a plot line through just... Yeah, like Kathy panels. or Garfield. Yeah, Garfield I thought of too, but Kathy seemed more appropriate. Mm, nah, I think these girls would kill Kathy. <laughs> well, there's, there's nine main characters, and all of them are very, very interesting, and half of them should be certified into a mental institution. So I'll start off with the typical order you have. First you have Mihami Chio. Mihami Chio is, like, kind of the signature character. If you hear about the series, you see her. Okay. She has pigtails, she's rich, she's really cute, and she's a child prodigy. She's in 10th grade and she's 10 years old. Boy. Yeah. She's pretty much, she drives a series because a lot of them are like, oh, she's so smart, she's so cute. But she's really funny. Like, some of the antics she gets into, like, she gets a job at a fast food restaurant. Oh. And he's like, oh. And they see her, it's like, I want a job. And they look at her, he's like, how old are you? And she shows her high school ID. He's like, oh, she must be really hurting for money. So she gets a job at 10 years old at a fast food restaurant. And you see her going, hi, welcome to, I think it was Megamaton. 
Matan burger. Hi, welcome to Mega Matan burger. How can I help you? And they're looking at her like, am I on candid camera or something? And she's really good at her job, which is interesting. She's really funny. She, like I said, she's wealthy, and a lot of the time is spent in either her house, the school, or her summer vacation home. All right. There's a lot of funny things that happen in both places. And also, she has a dog named Mr. Ta- Taramichi. Mr. Taramichi is, uh, I think he's a Pyrenees, but the thing which is cool about him is she actually rides him. Oh, no. And he actually comes into play a little later. It's like, it's like Ambrosius from the Labyrinth. Ambrosius, come back here! I will never feed you again. Yes, but unlike Ambrosius, he's actually he does other things too. He even jumps rope, holds the rope in his teeth, and she jumps it. <laughs> yeah, um, she has a great she has a great voice actress in the anime, and there's just some really funny lines that she has in it. Like she has to motivate the students when they get depressed because they're back from summer vacation. You see them all just kind of sloping down, like it's the beginning of school. I want to go back. It's like, you have to motivate. You have to motivate. You have to motivate. So that's pretty cool. But anyway, let's get on. Next we have Takino Tomo. Now, Takino Tomo is that typical impulsive girl who's in the class. You know, the one who's kind of not beats at her own drum, but she's like, I'm the best. I can do everything. You have to listen to me. I'm trying to, I almost compared that to Ray from Sailor Moon, but it's not quite Ray. No, it's not Ray. It's like, no, we're thinking. Um, well, I'm just trying to compare it to things people might know. Just think of the girl you think she thinks she knows everything in class and she doesn't. Like, she gets every question wrong, she fails most of the tests, and she still tries. And she thinks she's just really competitive. Like, she thinks, I'm gonna be the best at everything. Chihiro, I'm gonna beat you in the next test. And she tries, and she actually beats her in one test, and then she fails the other. And she's like, You want a piece of me? Uh. And she also tries to compete with some of the other characters. She's also really loudmouthed. Okay. Like, a lot of the strange comments she says just are really bad. A little bit of a tomboy? Not as much as some of the other characters, but she's a little bit crazy. And she also enjoys riding Miss Yukari's car, which none of the other characters enjoy. Okay. I'll get to Miss Yukari in a bit. Next we have her friend, Mizuhara Kiyomi, or Yomi, Yomi-chan. All right. She is the voice of reason in the group. She's the, She wears glasses. She's the smart one. She's not as smart as Chiyo, but... But she has the social skills? Yeah, she has the social skills. And, and the know-how and more experience. Yeah, and, her mind. and she is the conscience to Tomo. They're constantly, you know, like every time Tomo does something stupid, she tells you, just stop it. But she has a couple of little issues with her. One is she constantly thinks she's overweight. Constantly. And she's, but she likes eating food, so it's kind of like she thinks, she, and she's very thin. She just like, she's like, I feel sad because I ate too much. And you see her like on a scale and throws off her clothes, too heavy. Throws off her glasses, too heavy. Oh, okay. And then the other thing is that she, her, she's good at school, she's good at athletics, and her favorite thing to do is sing karaoke. One problem. She's horrible at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she's pretty interesting. Next, you have my personal favorite character, Sakaki. Sakaki, she is tall, dark, and mysterious. Every single school athletic person wants her on their team. They want her because she's that. She's naturally athletic. Mm-hmm. She's fast. She's strong, and she doesn't want to do that. She just seems kind of mysterious and cool. But the fact is, she feels that she can't be herself because you know her image. Okay. The truth is, she likes cute things. She has a huge stuffed animal collection, and she loves cats. But her parents can't let her have cats because she's aller- parents are allergic to the cats. Uh-huh. But uh, what? I love kitties. No, but the kitties, every time she sees this one cat, though, this, there's this gray cat that's on her route to school. And every time the cat sees her, she tries to pet it. And the cat bites at her hand. Just like a steel trap goes, shamp. Uh-huh. So there's a huge thing. I mean, eventually in the series, she does get a kitty, sort of. 
but I'm not going to tell you how, and it's a really cool story. It's my favorite story. All right, well, anyway, let's get on. Next, we have Kazuga Ayuma, or Osaka. She's my second favorite character, and she's very interesting. She's a transfer student who comes in, and Tomo says, Okay, you're from Osaka. Your name from now on is Osaka. And everyone, including the teacher, calls her Osaka. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, the stereotype about Osakans are they're very hardworking, they're very verbal, and Osaka is none of those. <laughs> she's bad at school. She's bad at she's bad at thinking. She's and she's just very strained. I mean, she's actually pretty insightful. She's good at riddles, which is interesting. But she's just very like she comes up with the strangest things. Like she'll be talking about sitting there talking about hemorrhoids, and then say, "Wouldn't it be cool to ride a dolphin?" Eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, or she'll just walk up to the teacher and say, uh, I have a question. In America, you don't wear, you have to wear your shoes when you go in the house. Because in Japan, stereotypically, you don't wear shoes when you enter a home. You put them on the outside and you put on a pair of slippers. Right. So she goes into this rant about, well, what happens if, if you step in dog poop and you walk in the house and then, then the American mother and father step in the dog poop and they walk into the house and then every, and there's poop everywhere in the house and... That actually varies, by the way. Mm, yeah, well, you know my family. We actually follow that. The, my family, too. No, I know. Your family does, too. A lot of families do. But anywho, stereotypically, Americans, you right. know, it's they, not, we're barbarians. But, right. It's not ingrained into us. Okay, well, anyway, go on. She has a, she daydreams a lot, also. She has these weird dreams about Chio and how her pigtails are alive. Or she does things like, one time she'll push Chihio in her dream, and the pigtails will fall off. Just wake up screaming. She falls asleep a lot in class. Okay. And another one, she'll have a dream where Chihiro gets a birthday present, and she opens up, it's a new pair of pigtails. So she takes hers off and puts on the new pair. Kind of. That's a little weird. She's out there, but she's interesting. Cool. I say interesting way too much. Mind me. No more interesting. <laughs> Fine. No more interesting. Interesting is bad. Okay, next is Kagura. Kagura is a cocky, self-styled rival. She works to be athletic. And she's also part of the swim team. And she's hit on by the one male teacher, Mr. Kimura. <laughs> but she will hit him. He's not... There's another character he's more obsessed with, but she doesn't take his shit. Pretty much that... And she's tan and she's impulsive like Tomo. It's about all that really is. I mean, she does some of the, some stuff, but for the most part, she's kind of... <laughs> I, I just like, okay, it's Tomo plus Sakaki plus this person. Just combine the three, that's her. All right. <laughs> so those, uh, those are the main students. Now we have the two teachers. What the, their homeroom teacher is Tanizaki Yukari, or as the students call her, Yukari-chan. She's a teacher who they that they let her call her by her first name. All right. Have you ever had a teacher like that? I said, call me by my first name. Never. Yeah. She's just very unorthodox. She's the English teacher. She speaks English very well. Besides that, she's just very strange. Like, she'll be late for school. Her bike's chain will break, trying to fix it. A student will come by, say, I'll help you. And she'll steal his bike. <laughs> or later, you know, later on, she can't sleep, so she goes to her she goes to her friend's house and sleeps in her bed. <laughs> or there's one where she actually, just for the hell of it, says, I don't want to teach English anymore. I'm going to teach math. And she looks at the math book. You know what? Screw it. We're playing PE. Yeah, she's a little bit out there. And also, she's the worst driver in the history of... She acts... Um, but anyway, she's really bad, and she also caused traumatic damage to Chio. She now has nightmares about it. Well, the last uh, character is Sorosawa Minamo, or Niyamo. She is best friends with... Well, sort of best friends with Yukari. She's the gym teacher, and they're con and Yukari's constantly competing with her. She's more rational and seems the one who's more in control, unless you get her drunk. Then things get interesting, and she says dirty stories. And she has a nice car, unlike Yukari. Kari's Deathmobile, <laughs> which has dents and whatnot. Just the series is just stories about them going through life and them graduating. Okay, so does it end with them graduating? Yeah, it ends when they graduate. So it's pretty, well, ends with them gra at their graduation, but do they get into school? Do they get into college? Why do you want to read this? Just some of the insane things that happen. Just one example I can give you, which is really funny, is that, like I said, they go to they go to Chio's summer home, right? Okay. 
and they have to wake up the teachers because the teachers are the ones who actually drove them there, which is kind of weird because I wouldn't go anywhere with my teacher, but they're friends with the teachers. So, um, from what I understand, that's really common in Japan. The teacher is more of a parent in Japan, more like what we would consider a parent in Japan than the actual parents are. Yeah. So that actually makes sense. Oh,、okay, that does make sense. But anyway, so what happens is that Osaka decides she's going to wake up Yukari, and she had an idea, and she's half asleep, mind you. She's like, I'm going. I've always wanted to wake her up with a fry. Pan. I always lock up, hit the fry pan with a spoon, and it'll wake her up. You know, go bang, 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 like an alarm clock. <laughs> and she's half asleep, mind you. So she goes to the cupboard, opens the cupboard, and then Yomi sees her walking down the hall with a knife. Oh, oh no! <laughs> when so, as you can see, when Yukari wakes up, I mean, look at her face. <laughs> if, if you woke up and you saw a girl sitting there with a knife, I would a knife. flip the. Fuck out! And she's like, "Oh, you're up already. That's too bad." <gasps> and in the anime, they actually show that she didn't realize that it was a knife. That she's freaking out. It's pretty. Like there are things like that, and also another thing that was really funny is just some of Osaka's just utterances that she says or does. There's a part when Yukari loses her wallet, and Osaka just to make her feel better because she's crying and upset. She has a tissue box with her. Dumps out the tissues on the side, writes donations, and puts it on her desk. And so she. <laughs> She's giving something out to the students. So as she reads off the names, all the students are putting in a hundred yen, ten yen,、Aww. one yen. She's like, I don't need your change. <laughs> So there's just things like that that are really funny in it. Pretty good series. The only complaint I have is that it's a really short series. It's over, right? Yeah, the series is over. It was short, like I said. For the amount I paid for it, I paid 13 bucks for the entire thing. It's a good deal. Wow, that's really good. So as for my rating, I'm gonna give it a four again. Really, a four? Yeah, I'm giving it a four.、Uh, borrow it from a friend and never return it unless you're offered pocky. All right, I do know a couple more people than Zan who like this series, so I can see it. I don't really see it though. It doesn't have as much appeal to me. It's just. A series which is just really just—I mean, at first I was like, "This looks stupid," and then I just started reading it, and it's just like, "Why you pick up the Garfield books?" Just a bunch of little short things. You don't have to read it all. You can just read a couple of them, and you'll be fine. It's just really fun. You can put it down, put it away, and like I said, for the price, it's worth getting. But the but the reason why I didn't get a five is it was too short. And one of the artistic things I was kind of a little annoyed at. I mean, I understand why he did it, but it kind of drove me crazy after a while. Is that sometimes they would just have blank background and just show the one character in the frame. Yeah, that's really annoying to me too. Or they just show nothing. Or- you you should have something there. I mean, just to have the blank space. Yes, it's an art style. I mean, but the one thing I do like whenever Yukari's at the front of the class,、mm-hmm. all the students are just drawn as a bubble, as a one seamless line, like a bunch of hills, and they're just sketched in. That's kind of cool, I thought. As opposed to drawing all the back of their heads, you just draw that one little mass of them. Right. I would suppose that the blank background is just part of the art style, but maybe it's just not one of mine or your favorites. Yeah. No. I mean, I could like in the anime, it works a lot better that background, but in the manga, it just it seems like it's empty. The anime isn't better. It's similar. I'd say. Same rating either way. If we we're doing an anime review, but yeah, actually, I saw some of the anime the other day, so I would tend to agree. All right. Well, anyway, I think I'm done. I think I've done everything. Yeah, I've done everything. Oh, so we should get to you now. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit long. Yeah. Well, that's because we were explaining the definitions. Yeah. Well, at least now we have more bandwidth. We can actually hold more stuff. We can release bigger stuff now. Sweet. 
Yes, so now we can actually have longer episodes. <laughs> Give us feedback if that's good or bad. So, I am reviewing today Addicted to Curry, or as Curry Naru Shokutaki. Sounds like an, a Curry Anonymous book. Hi, my name is Steve. I'm addicted to curry. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ralph. I'm addicted to ramen. You know, reading it, you almost think that that's going to happen at some point. The author is Kazuki Funatsu, and then they also have a culinary expert on staff who is Takeshi Morita. A culinary expert. Right, and what's interesting, on a side note, is that I actually found an article by him online about curry, and I'll talk more about that a little later. Original run, it was first released in 2001, and it's ongoing. So far, we have about 27 volumes, give or take. Oh, and who's the publisher? It's not released in the U.S. <laughs> ah, yes, so someone please pick it up, or or wait, if you don't like it, then we won't. Well, anyway... But the original publisher is um, Shuisha, I think is how you pronounce it. Shuisha. Shuisha. That's a magazine, if I remember correctly. Okay. So they released... Oh, that's cool. It's releasing a magazine every week. The genre... I actually did a little bit of research, and I was looking at what other people classified this as, and I would tend to agree with these three classifications. It's a comedy, mm-hmm. it's a sign-in, mm-hmm. and it's also an etchy. Man, is it an etchy. How etchy are we talking about? Are we talking about there's bare no. breasts every single page or what? No, not every single page, but every few chapters at the least, or every other chapter, you're going to see panty shot or boobs or something, or a guy grabbing a girl's boob, <laughs> as in the case of one particular character. And this is the first sign-in, etchy-type manga I've actually ever read, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a new experience for me. So I was flabbergasted when I saw this. I was like, what? How would this get released in the U.S.? So we hope it does. It would get released, I think. Dark Horse would probably pick it up. I think Dark Horse or Del Rey, maybe. No, that's actually a very good point. Dark Horse would pick up, Del Rey would pick it up, because Love Hina has much more than that. All right. So anything okay. by Ken Akamatsu would piss more than <laughs> But they don't have the lovely recipes I've heard that are in. But- okay. So the main characters, Yui Sonozaki, she's a young high school girl. Most female. Right. <laughs> And she's the daughter of the owner of a curry restaurant, the cook who's obsessed with curry, her father. His name is Sushiro Sonozaki. And then we have enter in Makito Koenji. Now, Makito Koenji ended up being a friend of her father's. He worked with him at a curry restaurant and he was researching over in Thailand or Singapore. Mm-hmm. And her father saved Makito's life. So how it all starts spinning out is that she finds Makito on the side of the street and he looks like a total zombie. I thought he was dead when I first saw him in the panel. (laughs) But Yui has an affinity for just picking up stray animals and taking them home because she just can't stand to see them lonely on the streets. So what, does she kidnap this guy who's on the road? She doesn't kidnap (laughs) him. She decides she's going to give him something to eat and just place it by him and nurture his poor starving soul. And then it goes... Bonk! Right in his face. And she runs away crying, I'm sorry! (laughs) And he's like, what? Food! And then he follows her back to where she's running from. He's like, this is the curry restaurant! This is what I was looking for! Sonozaki! And then he goes in to find, you know, only Yui. And that Sonozaki has gone somewhere. It's either on vacation or business. I'm surprised she didn't. If she's running away, I thought she'd be afraid he was going to kill her. She thought he was going to. She was very afraid he was going to kill her until the last second. He's like, he's 
Cody! <laughs> Basically. Okay. How old is this guy, by the way? Because if he's a friend of her father's and he's, what is he, like 30, 40, 50? University graduate. Okay, so our age. Yeah, our loser age. <laughs> we're not losers. We're better than other people. Well, okay. Yeah. Not. No, our opinions are better than other people's. Yes, and as are we better than other people, that's questionable. <laughs> no, I still think I'm really great. Okay, that's... So, at any rate, Makito decides to stay and keep the curry restaurant open because since her father left, and even before the business was failing, Makito decides to experiment instead of cooking traditional curry because he discovers that all around the curry restaurant are all these girls' schools. That's all that comes in and out, and that they can't handle the spiciness of traditional curry, which you as father would not stray from. So he comes up with all these unique, innovative recipes for curry. And the cool part about this series is, is that... That the recipes are included in the manga. And this is part of the reason also why they have a culinary expert on, I'm sure. So, but it's, the recipes, it's a manga and a cookbook. It why is. Why don't they sell this? That's, that's its main appeal. That manga, really is. It's a manga and a cookbook. For us otaku who live alone and we don't know how to cook, it's a manga and a cookbook. You know, I actually wouldn't recommend this for people who are total tools at cooking. I wouldn't recommend it for somebody who is very inexperienced because the instructions aren't exceptionally detailed. So if you don't know what you're doing, like if you're not used to cutting and chopping things, you're like, this tomato, scratch, scratch, scratch. And some of the spices and the ingredients aren't readily available in the U.S. Mm. is another thing. So you kind of have to pick and choose your recipe, decide what you're going to substitute. Oh, so go to like Whole Food Store. <laughs> not even your Whole Food Store. If you have a good, cheap, Asian-style store that sells this kind of stuff, you might be able to find some of it, but not all. Some of the recipes he comes up with are beef curry, which is basic chicken curry, pumpkin curry, which is a combination of a pumpkin bisque and a curry. Both Zan and I really want to make someday. Mm-hmm. They have a garbage curry, <laughs> which he makes from leftovers out of the garbage can. And supposedly that tastes good, and yeah, I can't see it tasting. It's supposed to taste amazing. And also, the one that I particularly like in the series is spinach curry. Yeah. Well, I like... Spinach bag. Hey, spinach is good. Not to mention, Makito uses it to make a point to this other girl. This is actually one of my favorite moments in the series. There's a girl and she says this guy is stalking her. So she pulls Makito and Yui and asks them, you know, please help me, you know, my boyfriend or not even my boyfriend, this guy is stalking me. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll come and protect you and pretend that Makito is going out with you. And then he starts to show up, Makito goes out after him, finds that, you know, he's not her boyfriend, technically. She's known him for a long time, and she just didn't know how to break the bad news to him. And the reason she's not going out with him is because of his looks. So he makes a spinach curry, he leaves it for her. What type of looks are we talking about here? I mean, are we talking elephant man looks, or? No, like a unibrow, and he can't keep his beard from growing back in real quick. He's kind of heavy set. It's all the guy who lives with his parents in the basement. No, not like that. It's just his look. Oh, She's embarrassed by his looks. So Makito makes a spinach curry, which looks all slimy and icky, but tastes delicious. And then she gets his point, and she calls herself an idiot, and then runs into his arms. Aww. Yeah, well, I would like that, because I like shoujo. <laughs> um, some of the other characters that make an appearance is um, Shinazaki, which is a big, fat, obese female wrestler. What, are you talking about sumo wrestler? Or no, like a, like a WrestleMania wrestler. <laughs> 
Oh, that would be kind of scary. Yeah. What does she eat? Everything, including the garbage <laughs> Well, she comes in and demands for them to feed her, and if it's not good, she's going to pop him one. Yeah. And then she eats it and becomes fanatically devoted to the restaurant. What do you mean fanatically devoted? Are you talking like worships them or? Um, not quite. She's one of their biggest supporters. A lot of times she saves her butt. And no, I'll... but if she saves her butt, like what, is, what does she do? I mean, can't like reveal she, everything. She, she but... threatens customers that are mean to them. Or, uh, She's a bouncer. Actually, yeah. She's really funny. Actually, in the whole part where the girl has that stalker, she was like, and I thought, what would Shinozaki do? That's like one of those, one, what would Jesus do? <laughs> Get another thing, what would Shinozaki do? Oh, God. She's awesome, and I don't think I can illustrate her awesomeness by talking about it. So she's your favorite character, you think? She's definitely my favorite comedic relief. Something else we want to mention here mm. is that Makito is also kind of a pervert. And this is where the ecchi comes in. Mm. Because he's constantly peeping in on girls when they change or seeing the panty shots or something and he's always getting smacked for it. Ah, so he watches them or he's creepy stalker boy? Like, <laughs> not, not quite creepy stalker boy that I would say. He's just... Wrong place at the wrong time like Keitaro? A little bit. Yeah. Or is he intentionally... Well, wrong. some of it's wrong place at the wrong time, but he's not ashamed and he gets hit anyways, or sometimes it's intentional. Ah, so he's sort of a role model, sort of not role model. Yeah, and that's the odd thing about it, is that he's so addicted to curry and devoted to cooking curry, and everyone's wondering why, and questioning him, they put him to the test all the time, and he just loves cooking curry, and you also find out he's just a very good person, which you might have known from the anecdote I told earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird myth. But it's nice to have heroes that aren't perfect. Uh, is there a antagonist to this series? Or An antagonist that's developing is a business guy who is trying to take over the curry restaurant. And because he fails in his first attempt, which was a cooking contest pretty much, he's continually going after them. They have the introduction of some weird creepy characters. Think Vampire Hunter D style. Um, oh, like that Behotian beautiful man? like You know that motley combination from Bloodlust? Oh. The okay. brothers? Yeah. Whatever. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) So if you think about the vampire hunters from Bloodlust, that kind of motley combination that's developing, whom the businessman has going after Ganesha, their curry restaurant. Ganesha, Ganesh? They have the elephant with the peanut? (laughs) Yeah, don't make fun of Ganesh. He's good. He's an elephant, but he's good. But he doesn't give me a peanut. I don't care (laughs) if he gives you a peanut. I'll give you a peanut later. Be quiet. I'm sad, though. (laughs) Another character that I really want to mention is Amano Munakata. I'm having so much trouble pronouncing these names. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's somebody who's the daughter of an owner of another curry restaurant that Mahito used to work at. Mm. And she comes back to get him because her father's curry restaurant's starting to fail. And she's into bondage and dominance. You mean like Tira from last episode? Like that type of ripping? and Kind of. When she gets, there's a scene where she gets drunk and then she turns into a bondage queen. (laughs) She actually says, I am the queen and I'm Oh, call me queen type? Yes. And I'm beginning to think that anytime you see queen and a girl, that it means or somehow implies that they're into bondage. Because interestingly enough and this is a little side story, you know the game Princess Maker 2? Old game made by Gynax playing this and then one of the people you can go up against is called Jennifer the Queen, and she wore almost exact same costume as Amano did when she got drunk and turned into bondage yeah, this said, person and said, yeah. I am the Queen. So I'm beginning to think Queen equals bondage. Unless it's just a literal Queen, like Queen Elizabeth. No, right. 
Um, there are a few other mentionables that you can get into. Udo, Ryu Hei Udo, which he helps businessman in some parts so far. His sister, Eya Udo. Uh, you have Shinji Mukai, who becomes Makito's apprentice. And that's about it. Oh, one thing I did want to mention is that Sukuma Iji seems to be a reference to their culinary expert, Marita. Again, my apologies if I'm butchering these names. In his article, I noticed he has a lot of the same stuff going on. Sukuma Iji is a guy that Makito is looking for in the story. And he's a reporter, and he goes around talking to different people who make curry. And then... So it's a self-insert? I don't know if it's a self-insert, because he's not writing the story. But it could be an insert of a thing, okay, we're going to insert him in there, it sounds. Right, because it says that he holds a degree in cultural anthropology from Tokyo's International Christian University. He's a well-known photographer and specialist in food culture, as well as a pioneer in research of curries in Southeast Asian cuisine. So it's a little similar. The guy's a reporter, he's a photographer in real life. So it sounds like a self-insert, but just changing his name. Right. It's something worth noting. And that's about it. I think I covered plot and main characters is there. there. So Art is, style. No, is there a love triangle or anything? Or it's just cooking and... It's kind of on the back burner. Ah. <laughs> 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 nice little pun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the main part of the story, really. Because you can tell that Yui likes Makito, and he kind of likes her. Or I guess he really likes her. But nothing's really happening. It all centers around curry oh, restaurant so and cooking. He probably is smart enough to realize, okay, she's like She's in high school. 15 she's she's jailbait. Do they have that in Japan? Because they're uh, always referencing young Kong. girls working around. There is a little bit of a stereotype with older men and younger women, but a lot of times younger women will kind of sell themselves older men for money. Really? That's kind of popular over there. Hmm. It's a whole moe thing. It's like the panty issue. It's one of the perverse things. And for more information, please go to <laughs> go to one of those hentai podcasts, which we won't promote anymore because they didn't help us. No. No. We'll we'll, we'll get to. It. Okay. So so art style. Art style definitely not the sparkly, glowy art style of the shojo I reviewed before. So it's not happy. It's not even in close to the style of Sorcerer Hunters. Not anywhere close. Mm-hmm. It's the most realistic art style that I've seen so far. So the food looks yummy. It does look really. Yummy. The fat woman looks huge and scary. She does. <laughs> the features on everybody isn't all the same. Not everybody's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. something that I like about it. I'm not as big on art style as on here is. So I don't pay attention to that as much as plot. Although, if the art style is really bad, it really distracts from the plot. <laughs> and so my rating of this actually going to be a three. A three? It sounds like you really enjoyed it, though. Why? I enjoy the cooking aspect of it. Was it a slow read? Or? It was very slow start. Mm-hmm. I was kind of bored by that. I actually started reading another manga, <laughs> and it pushed back my review of this one. I had to scramble last minute to get this together and read some more of Addicted to Curry because it was so slow moving at first I couldn't get into it. But I think the main appeal of it is the recipes, and that's really its saving grace. And although the plot's pretty good, and the art's pretty good, and it's still not very grabbing, it really seems to be lacking something. So this isn't one that you'd want to read later to see what happens, or... I could take it or leave it. I just like it for the recipes, because I love to cook. They don't really develop their characters well. You don't understand the inner workings of their minds. It's just, it's all about cooking curry. Which which is great! Well, you said the one guy hit his whole track of mind is just curry, 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 girl, curry, 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 curry. Right, but for me, that's not something that I can keep reading and reading and reading and reading. I need to have more than that. I need to have a little bit of depth. For me, the plot lacked because of that. 
I really wanted them to explore more of the relationships, mm, but well, it didn't. But also, it didn't do that. Well, it's also a senin, so it's not going to explore the relationships. Well, I do understand that, and I was going to go on to say, but I really like shojo, so this might be part of the reason why I'm giving it a three. But this is all subjective. Okay, so you're giving it a three, which is, is a gift from your crazy aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. So we had a four and a three today. We're slowly going downhill, I've noticed. Well, we picked ones we really liked in the beginning. Yeah, just to start us off so we knew what we were doing, and then we're going to... Well, now we're on to our news section. Our MySpace account is up. MySpace.com forward slash Spyrokin. We actually have 15 friends on there so far. Woot woot! And if you do want to go read that article I was talking about, it's at um, www.kikomon.com slash food forum, and you can find it from there. It's called The Japanese Spirit of Curry. Mm, sounds delicious. It is very yummy. It talks all about the history of curry dish in Japan. It's very interesting. Mm. Uh, so what else is new with us? Well, if you want feedback. Of course, you want feedback. There's our email account, spyrocan at gmail.com. We've had two people send us supplies for the contest so far. Oh, me. Who? They Did were... they get the questions right? No. Crap. They were <laughs> way in left field. They were, okay, here's the answer. Here's all the way over there. So they thought it was like Lotus War or something? <laughs> no, they were more like, no, well, now we give them, they know it's not Lotus Wars, but it's not Lotus Wars, by the way. Well, I thought that was pretty <laughs> obvious. Yeah, but th- this person thought it was, and I'll say, Eye Shield 21. Why would you think that something like that would be a sports manga? That's just. Yeah, don't, don't. What does that sound like? A sport theme? Well, maybe an announcer, but still. And the other person, the other person just... I'm not even going to get into his answer. We do have a couple of dedicated fans who wrote some nice stuff about us on iTunes, and to them we say thank you. We appreciate it, and we will try to keep the show as interesting as possible. arigato. Mr. Roboto, so... You know what? I actually had a teacher named Mr. Roboto. That's kind of creepy. Was he a robot? No, but he did get in trouble of sleeping with some students. He's my hero! (laughs) He had long hair. He was a Japanese girl's nightmare. Yeah, like the one guy I didn't mention in Azumanga, the male teacher who was just completely perverted and insane. Okay, we can't talk about him anymore else. I'm going to go into old jokes and maybe he's listening. I don't know. I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah, I should have with this especially. It was kind of... Anyway, besides the contest, we, you still have about two weeks or a week before the contest is over, so try to send in your answers. It's in our first podcast, because I don't want to have to give it to these two, because these two at least tried. You know, we're giving away a DVD, a manga, and Pocky. Mmm, Pocky. Yeah, it's a pretty good DVD, too. And also, if you want, you can go directly to the website to our channel, www.spirikin.com. Dot podbeam. Dot podbeam, excuse me. Well, if you'd like to go there and comment as well, you can. Yes, we would appreciate that. As we hinted last week, we have something new for the show. Da-da-da-da! Yes, for those of you who are wondering how we choose our manga, now, most people say, oh, we're just going to walk through a manga store and pick stuff at random. That's kind of cool and interesting, but we thought of something a little different. We compiled a big list of manga. About 200 titles. If you want to add stuff, just send it to us. We'll tell you if it's on the list or not. And what we've done is we've created the Wheel of Manga! 
So we have randomly selected 10 titles for the wheel, and every week we'll change the title so we don't have a chance of repeating titles or whatnot. And we will spin the wheel, and whatever the number is, that is the manga that may san or I will review next week. Right, so we're not just staying within the same categories or even arbitrarily picking within the same categories. This way, it will be completely random. And it might be stuff we've never read, we've never heard of, or stuff we'd never read ever. (laughs) Yes, so we pray that we won't get the bad one. No bad manga. Yes, we have three titles which are questionable. We've heard bad things and we're dreading it and also trying to get a hold of it. (laughs) But anyway, enough of that. Now, Mason, you first. Spin the Wheel of Manga! Sorry, the random Wheel of Manga, but... (laughs) Here we go. The devil's hands are idle playthings. Devil's hands are idle playthings. And your choice is... You got a six. And six is... Sergeant Frog. No! I don't want to read Sergeant Frog, damn it! Hey, could be worse. I could get... I hope you get the bad one. We'll see, we'll see. I've got number one, which you said I'd probably get, which is Drifting Classroom. At least you got a nice one. A nice one? (laughs) (laughs) I tried that one. Well, we'll talk about these next week. Um, I'd like to buy a valve for (laughs) 300. Well, I mean, we could try. Ding. Should we we let you respin again? Because I hate Sergeant Frog. No, I'll do it. Because we have to give at least a two. And a- hey, I'm committed. Yeah, so. I'll do it for you guys. Yeah, this way we have no backseas. We'll spin it and we'll see how it is. Oh, if you're wondering how we made the Wheel of Manga. It's a very interesting story and we will send pictures of it on our MySpace. <laughs> Sweet. Yes, you'll see the Wheel of Manga, which is skull covered and has spiny things on it. Reminiscent of Evil Dead. Or the thing, uh, what's that, the skeleton movie? Uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Which is Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. Wah, wah. Anyway, um, I think, do we have any other news, really? So Not really. Okay, so we pretty much... This is just about it. This is just, yeah, we're just about done. And at how long? Ooh, about an hour. Just about an hour. So we're all set. So next week we'll be reviewing Sergeant Frog and... Drifting Classroom? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Yep, we're dreading this next week. You can uh, make fun of us later. Yes, you can make fun of our sadness and scaredness, and we don't want to do it, but we'll do it for you guys. So thank you very much for listening. We're the Spiritkin Review. Spiritkin Manga Review. No, I'm Mason. And I'm Zan. Thank you very much, and have a good day. This podcast was brought to you by the Society for Providing Information and Reviews About Manga, the letter 7, and a small frog creature from Alpha Centauri. It's not the letter 7, it's the number Q. (laughs) Dave? Is Dave here? Dave's not here. You have to admit this song once you bounce your head a little bit. Yeah, in time even. Yep. You should be quiet now so you can enjoy the music. (laughs) Oh, before I forget, the opening song was from Cutie Honey, and this is from Azumanga Da, the opening. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.